when you're getting beat down in life and you can't seem to get up, remember that's where the Lord is working in your life. And you may think, what are you talking about? You see, a lot of believers, they get beat down because they're doing what God's calling them to do. And Satan is the one doing it. And so we have to realize that when we're beat down, when we're being attacked, when we don't know what's left, what's right no more, we need to get into God's word. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys, man. And listen, last week we were in the in the first John chapter 3, we were talking about the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. What is the spirit of truth and the spirit of error? It said in verse 24 that now he who keeps the commandments abides in him and he in him. And by this, we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. Father, we come before you, Lord, and we pray to your Holy Spirit. We pray that your Holy Spirit direct this sermon in your name, Jesus May you be glorified, and I decrease while you increase, Father. All the glory to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You ever meet people, and they're just negative? They're mean, they're rude, they're nasty. You're trying to get ahead in life, and they they don't mean to do it, but they come up to you, and they're like, hey, how you doing, man? They're real nice to you, but then they're really talking behind your back and trying to destroy what God has built inside of you. You know, I've realized that it's not the spirit of the Holy Spirit, it's the spirit of the error, which is the devil. It's the Antichrist spirit. It's negative. And that's why even in Judaism, negative is a sin. It's a real dark, dirty sin. And so, but we're not practicing Judaism. We're having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's, I mean, believe me, Judaism is a peaceful religion, but when I'm not talking about that, I'm talking about the enemy trying to steal your joy and rob your joy and make you feel isolated. I think as believers, we got to understand that Satan, he rolls, he's out praying and roaming like a lion at night in the wilderness. And it's spiritual. And When Jesus died on the cross, it was finished. Our sins right there were forgiven. And God sent his only begotten son to die for us on the cross. And I think back to my own life. Years ago when I was, you know, not walking with the Lord. It was crazy. You know, the enemy would even use some other pastors saying, Oh, don't talk about your testimony on here. It's, you know, let's keep it the way we want. And that's not what it's about, believers. It's about having a relationship with Jesus Christ and not worrying about tomorrow. It's not about worrying. It's not about walking and not knowing where you're going. Listen, beloved, do not believe every spirit. Chapter 4 of 1 John, it says, but test the spirits, okay? The spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And by this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh is of God. And see, verse three says, and every spirit that that does not confess that Jesus Christ is coming to the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist 
and which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Listen, believers, the enemy is here. The enemy was here when you first accepted Christ in your heart. That's when the enemy was really made himself known to you. And we see through time and time how non-believers struggle and they only survive when they receive Jesus Christ. But this is the difference, believers, because in, in verse 24 of the last chapter, it says, the spirit whom he has given us. Listen, it's radical because John 14 says that God, Jesus said, I leave you with my Holy Spirit. Wow. It's incredible. It really is. Because then we start to learn that we don't have to depend on ourselves anymore. We, we learn to depend on the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit works in us, through us, and the fruit begins to grow in our life. And if you're a baby believer, a new believer, that's okay when people call you a baby because they were babies too. Don't let the devil condemn you because he uses other believers to condemn you also. So listen, God is gonna grow you and show you who, what, and what you can be, the potential that he has for you in this world. You may think, oh, I don't have any arms or any legs. That's okay. That's all right. God's gonna do something for you. You, you, wherever you're at, God's going to tell you and show you. This isn't one of those touchy-feely messages. We're teaching verse-by-verse verse biblical concepts here. Verse-by-verse verse verse. through the Bible. We're reading through the Bible, folks. We're not, we're not just talking about it like some people do. We're reading verse-by-verse verse so you can grow. Listen, Jesus Christ, when he was on the cross, he died. He said, it's finished. Father, I commend my spirit unto you. Now, the thing of it is, is we then see that that same spirit is still available today. <laughs> I love it because people don't understand it. And they go to church focusing on a man and not the Lord. And, and, and when things take a rotten turn, they don't know where to go. And God says, don't give man so much power. They shall decrease, and the Lord says, I shall increase. We need to abide. He's given us his spirit. And so that's why it says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world, and they have. It's real simple. When they're knocking at your door, and they got white shirts, and they have, you know, and they got name tags, um, or whatever their franchise is, if they don't confess that the Lord Jesus Christ is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, three in one, then they're of the devil. It's that simple. Especially the ones that don't celebrate holidays or respect the American flag. It's interesting. They want to live in freedom, but they don't want to respect the American flag, or, you know, or they don't want to celebrate birthdays. Or, you know, it's ding, 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 ding. Be careful. I was in a parking lot once. It was like a year ago. I was talking to a woman and she was like, oh, I go to church. I'm like, well, what church you go to? <laughs> I go to the hall, the kingdom hall. I said, well, that's not really a church. Because they don't teach what I believe. And this is my belief. 
And so I took her verse by verse by verse by verse by verse by verse by verse, the truth. I didn't twist the verses. I let the Holy Spirit work in me while I glorified him in front of her. And the Holy Spirit showed her that Jesus is the Messiah. He is God. He is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And she began to weep. I'll never forget it. And um, I think her groceries rotted. Um, but I was trying to tell her. She's like, no, I, I, I got I to gotta hear it. I got to hear this. And she was crying. I said, why are you crying? She said, because I was led astray and I see it now. I see it now. And I'm crying because my husband is stuck in there. And I don't know how to get him out. Because I'm going to leave today this Walmart parking lot. And I don't know what I'm going to do. Believers, Satan will destroy your marriage. He'll do it if you let him. The enemy will lie to you and tell you that you're worthless. He'll tell you that you cannot make it. He'll tell you that you cannot go anywhere in this world. He'll tell you that you're nothing, that you're, you're, you have no friends, <clears throat> you have no future. He'll tell you that your finances are going to get worse. He'll tell you that you're just nobody. But Jesus says he's a liar. But the most important thing he wants to do is steal your soul. He wants to rob your, first he wants to steal your joy. We talked about that two weeks ago. He wants to take your joy, rob it, steal it, walk away and make you feel miserable. Then he wants to isolate you, keep you away from God's word, keep you from the fellowship, make you upset, make you unforgiving, make you feel unloving. And then he says, I got him right where I want him. Now, why don't you just take a drink of alcohol? And why your problems will really go away now. And we don't see this. Because the churches don't teach us this, man. They don't, they don't, a lot of churches don't teach us this. They just teach us how to be puffy, huffy, and happy. But when the enemy comes, he destroys. It's like a hurricane. And so we see that God says, let my Holy Spirit abide in you. And so every, here in verse 2, by this you know, this is how you know the Spirit of God versus the Spirit that confesses, the, that the Spirit of error. Because every spirit believer that confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the Spirit of the Antichrist. Note takers, Underlight that in your Bible, the Antichrist, okay? Because this is exactly what's happening. Jesus Christ, he came to the, in the flesh, okay? And he died on the cross. And it's real simple. Another thing is, is we don't have to work our way. We don't have to go sell tickets for Jesus. We don't have to mail flyers to houses, we don't have to knock on doors, ride bicycles, condemn people into Jesus, scare them into Jesus. Oh, God's coming back tomorrow morning. You got to be ready. You know, Israel's popping off and Ezekiel's happening. And, you know, and here comes the wars, the earthquakes. It's, oh, God, you're scaring me. And then they, at the end of the sermon, but God loves you. And he has a relationship. He wants one with you. And you don't have to be afraid because the rapture's coming and you're not going to see any of that. 
Yeah, the rapture's coming. But we need to be about God's business. Remember, it's simple. You know, Jesus, one day, every year, Jesus' parents went to the Jerusalem for the festival of Passover. In Hebrew, we say Pesach. Okay, when he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. You know, beautiful Jewish custom, by the way. And after the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. He stayed there. But they were unaware of it, okay? Thinking that, you know, he was in their company and they traveled for one day. So then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends, right? So they're looking for him, right? It's common in Israel. You leave your kids, they just, you know, it's safe. A lot of the news, like, like, like they love to lie. It's real safe in Israel, okay? So, but not, not now, it's not safe. But 99% is safe. However, thinking that he was in their company, they traveled for, one, for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. But when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple courts and, and, and sitting among the teachers, you guys. Listen to this. He was listening to them and asking them questions. Well, everyone who heard him was so amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his, his mother said to, his, his, to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. We were worried. We were searching for you. And Jesus said to him, why were you searching for me? He asked, did you know I had to be in my father's house? I was about my father's business, but they did not understand that he was what he was saying to him. And so they went down to Nazareth with them and, the, and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all the things in his heart and her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Believers, it's not about us. It's about our Father. It's about us being about our Father's business. Jesus was found in the temple. And he didn't even say that in the original context. He said, Ima, Mother, don't you know about my Father's business? Okay? I gave you the watered-down narrative story. We need to be about Jesus' business. Period. This, there's no other way around it. We got to be careful. Don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits because you are of God, believers. Listen, verse four says, you are of, of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Okay? So no matter what, at the end of the day, Christ is in us. And it doesn't matter. As long as we let the Holy Spirit lead in our life, that's really all that matters, man. Are you Holy Spirit led? Galatians 5.16 says, the Apostle Paul tells us, so I say, walk in the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. And they are in conflict with each other, you guys, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are, you are not under the law. Listen, from the time that a person places his faith in Christ, they are given the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit. It permanently dwells, or it indwells in believers. 
and he will never leave us. And John referred to this, I told you, about the Holy Spirit as the helper. It's the helper in John 14, verse 26. We don't need anybody but the helper. It's not the hamburger helper. It's the Jesus helper. It's the Holy Spirit. Listen, when we struggle, he helps us. When we don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit intercedes in, with moans and groans that words can't express. Romans 8.26 says it. There's times in our life, believers, when we feel overwhelmed with sorrow and pain and grief and what's not in our jobs, and our homes, with our lives, our wives, our husbands. But we have to understand that these are just feelings, okay? But the Father, the Holy Spirit can intervene in our own behalf and communicate our feelings to the Father. We need to dump it on Jesus. Dump our drama on, on God and leave it. And so... The Holy Spirit intervenes on our behalf and it guides us. The Holy Spirit also leads us if we allow him. And that's the key, believers, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us. It's the third member of the Trinity, which means he is God. And many people don't know that the Holy Spirit is God, but he is God. But the Holy Spirit deserves proper recognition even in worship. And we got to worship the Holy Spirit because he is God and he is completely worthy of our praise. And so when we are led believers by the Spirit, we can do things that no one could ever, ever imagine. And, and, and it's that love that compels that. It's that awesome love. It wants us to do the right thing and to avoid sin. And so he can convict our hearts and minds. We don't need... Believers that say, look at you, you, you blow it. I mean, when we commit a sin, believers, you know, through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, we can repent and turn back to God. It's simple. We say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for what you've done on the cross. I'm, I'm ready. But we can't be habitually sinning and using that as a, as a crutch to continue to sin. Certainly not, Paul said. But instead, we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, They'll be led by the sinful flesh. And as believers, we need to follow after God and, and obey the Holy Spirit's convictions and guidance. And so when we listen to the scriptures and convictions and the guidance, we can truly be led by the Holy Spirit, man. And that's what it is. We're, our sinful flesh gets in the way. It's our fallen nature. We have sinful flesh. Romans 3.23. This means that we are all born into sin and we are freely sinners. And we freely sin, and so the sinful nature stays with us until we die, meaning we become a born again. Many Christians believe that a person's sinful flesh is destroyed once the place of faith in Christ. However, that's not true. It's when we are placed our faith in Christ, our sins are forgiven. But our natural sin, our nature, you know, the, the, the natural who we are, our sinful nature will not be taken out until we are with Christ in heaven. And so we're going to struggle, believers. We're going to struggle. You may think, oh, I got to, I'm going to be perfect now. I have this and I have that. We're going to struggle. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. 
But verse 5 says, They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world. Listen, believers, you are, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world, and they are of the world. Therefore they speak as of the world. And the world hears them. We are of God, and he who, who knows God hears us. Who is not of God does not hear us. But listen, by this we know that the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And so, yeah, we all sin. I struggle. We all struggle. Men, stop lying. Women, stop lying. We're sinners. We blow it. Sometimes people flip us off on the car on the freeway and oh, oh, there goes the F word. It's our sinful nature. That's why we got to continue to put on the Holy Spirit. Even me, allow the Holy Spirit in me. It's our sinful nature. The problem with people is they don't admit what they are and who they are. And they carry this nasty guilt for the rest of their life. Be honest. And God can do a work in us. And he will. And so oftentimes it's easy to just let the sinful flesh run our lives. Rather than let the Holy Spirit rule our life. And so allowing yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit, believers, will will help you grow in your relationship in Christ. And as well, it'll basically help you grow as a, as a believer in maturity. And if we choose to follow the sinful flesh, we will hurt God and others, and we hurt ourselves. It's like when, you, when, you, when your wife hurts or your husband hurts, the children hurt. When one member of the body suffers, the whole body suffers. So believers, listen, verse 7, we're going to go on to verse 7, and this is the key. It's called knowing God through love. And so, beloved, let us, lo- let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and, and knows God. And he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And in this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God had sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. It's that simple. Love covers a multitude of sin, believers. You know, you can lay at home and be bitter. You can lay on your farm and be bitter. You can get revenge on people and be bitter. But it's not going to work. In the end, sin will find you out and God will punish you. You know, worry about your own life and be happy with Christ. Grow, know, show. And continue to just be happy. And you're like, I can't. Let the Holy Spirit work in you, believers. I've met so many people, millionaires. You know, money doesn't make you happy. Stop chasing the dollar and chase Jesus. And that's why we don't receive money on this program, believers. We don't receive money. We receive the love of Christ. Because I know God will provide for me and my home. And I know he will, he'll provide for you because he loves you. And love covers a multitude of sin. It certainly does. You know, I can go through the Bible and, and, and give you all these fancy verses. But the fact, that, the fact remains that Jesus said, keep it simple. Love me. Love others and serve them. Be happy where you're at. Be grateful what you have. Because someone in another country might have it worse, believers. Be happy. It's not all about you. 
It's not all about us. You know, it's about Jesus Christ and what we do with his love and his mercy and what we do with his word. Believers, don't let Satan rob you. When someone comes to your house, it's real simple. Do you believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Do you believe that they're three in one? Well, no, we don't really <clears throat> shut the door. It's that simple. Don't waste your time. But I want to save them. No. <clears throat> no. Satan might try to twist your mind with their verses. Yeah, he's really good at twisting verses. Even when Jesus, he took them, led them to a high man, a, a pinnacle. Remember that, believers. And he told you, listen, he told Jesus, hey, I'll give you all this, man, if you throw yourself down. Yeah, commit suicide. No, I'll, I'll, I'll give you all this. And Jesus said, <laughs> you, you ain't going to get nothing from me, man. You're, you're done, bro. Well, he didn't say it like that. But he said, straight out, don't try to tempt your God. Long and short, I don't want to read the verses. I'll just give it to you straight. Hold on. Jesus is saying, hold on right now. Wherever you're at, hold on to that raft. If you're getting trashed in the winds and the raving, you know, wolves are at your doors. If you're in the forest and it's dark and you can't see, hold on, hold on. And pray to God and say, Jesus, help me because he will help you. If you're depressed and sad, say, get behind me, Satan. I have happiness because Jesus lives in me. I don't need any busy bodies around me. I have Jesus. Love you, Lord Jesus. You're my, my Abba. You're my father. Look, believers, don't let Satan snatch your joy. Don't let him rob it. Believers, don't let him take it. Keep loving the Lord. Keep loving one another. And remember, he loves you. And let the Holy Spirit work in you, believers. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. Listen, He'll deny you in front of his father. Don't deny him in public. It's that simple. God loves you. The wolves are going to hate you. There's going to be haters. But you know what you do? You turn to them, look at them, and you smile and say, adios, man. You didn't love me for who I am. You wanted something else from me, mister. And that's it. I have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit in me is going to give me wisdom because I prayed for it and he's not going to let you uh, take me to no altar because he knows what you are. Whatever it may be, leave it in the hands of Jesus Christ because he loves you and trust in the Holy Spirit because that's one of his attributes. His golden attributes is the Holy Spirit and it's awesome, man, when you live in the Holy Spirit. And you may be thinking, oh, how cute. He has the Holy Spirit. He's all Holy Spirit filled. Bro, I'm more happy than you'll ever be, man, because I have the love of Christ in my life. And forgiveness is everything. Forgiveness makes the devil run like a baby back into the forest where the wolves are, and, the, and that's it. You're free. You get bullied in school. You're listening, kids. Laugh at them. They're hurting. Those same kids grow up to be adults, and they join churches and they try to lash out at you and they don't know what they're doing because they've never been loved. They've never got on their knees and said, Lord Jesus, love me for where I am and who I am and forgive me for my sins. I was a bully. I was mean, nasty. Their void has never been filled. They're jealous. It's a sin. They're envious. Years ago, I had a friend who joined LAPD. He's a good guy, a friend of mine. You know, I haven't seen him in years. You know, 
And he said, yeah, I'm going to join. And, you know, I said, well, I mean, I'll, I'll pray for you, man. It's a dangerous job, you know. Um, and then eventually, you know, he got in there and he didn't like the job and quit. But before that, you know, there was wolves trying to attack him. They didn't want him to be a cop. But listen to this. He became a cop and he saved a poor family in a robbery that was going to be shot to death. And then that was it. He said, I can't do this anymore. But Satan wanted to keep him from being a cop because he didn't want that that family saved. That family ended up growing up. The father became a, a real good doctor. I'm serious. A real good surgeon. And it's saving lives, saving people. The problem is, is Satan wants to keep you from what you're doing in life. He wants to destroy your relationship. He wants to destroy your plans. Don't let the devil steal what God has given you. Claim it right now and say, I want it. But know the spirit of error and the spirit of truth. Don't condemn yourself. Love yourself. Father, we come before you. And we love you, Lord. We thank you for this awesome book you've given us, Father. Lord, we pray now that you just bless this world in Jesus' name. Amen. And listen, believers, thank you for growing in his word. Log on to growinginhisword.com. This podcast is brought to you by the Holy Spirit, led by Jesus or led by the Holy Spirit. Same thing. (laughs) Three in one, man. So listen, God loves you guys. And remember, hey, don't worry. Don't worry, man. God is good. He wants to bless you. He wants to know you. And he wants to show you what he has in store for you. Next week, we're going to talk about the knowing God through love because that's the key in seeing God through love. And we're going to talk about the consummation of love and the obedience by faith because that's how we keep all this together, man, by obedience. God bless you guys. And remember, Jesus Christ loves you. And so do I.